Welcome everybody, Filibuster Freestyle. We are doing an old one in terms of gimmicks, but a new one in terms of the news. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2023 edition. We typically speculate on who's going to get in. We procrastinated so long, mainly on your boy, that's me, your buddy Gavin, by the way, Filibuster Freestyle, if I even said that yet. The procrastination levels were so high that here we are, and the Rock Hall of Fame has already come out and announced who's in. So we got Dan O'Brien, Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes, and we're going to hit the theme song, and we're going to get right into it, and we're going to see how we do. I don't know if the guys are more prepared than me. They can't be less prepared than me, that's for sure. Here comes the jams, baby. That's not true at all. Here comes the theme song, and then Dan and Roscoe P. on the other side. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. All right, here we go, guys. It is, and by guys, I mean those listening. You all, all y'all. Roscoe P's here. Dan O'Brien's here. Dan, last time we heard from you, we were talking about uh, House of the Dragon. You're back for another one of your staples that we were supposed to do about three and a half months ago. Uh, but we're here. The Rock Hall of Fame beat us to it. We know the nominees. We know which nominees are inducted. But how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And I'm glad we waited because, you know, we can talk about, A, the nominees, but I think it's really fun to talk about who didn't get, who was up for the nomination mm-hmm. and didn't get in. I think that's a more compelling conversation. I think we've got some stronger takes on that, too. But it's great to be back. Absolutely. And Roscoe P., the last time you were here, you were pumping up what was a very successful Drilling Threes reunion slash relaunch at Anthony's on the Green. What the hell? Let's give him a shout. And it was uh, it was great. And that was pre-March 4th. And here we are, May the 4th. And for you Star Wars fans, you know. Uh, I was driving down the highway today, and it was like, speed is the path to the dark side. And I said, whoever's working it, you saw that too? It's like, whoever's working the mass dot scoreboards today is, is really, you know, losing it. And then I realized what day it was. So anyway, may the fourth be with everybody, you know? Why not? Thank you. Yeah, of there course. Were, there, were two, there were two that I saw. I saw that the dark side won second, so it made sense. But the first one said something like, it said, like, this is the way or something. It said, like, obey the speed limit. This is the way. I'm like, well, that's weird. Yeah, a little Mandalorian. It said the thing about the dark side. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's May the 4th. Right? Yeah, exactly. It took, took me a minute, you know? So, but, you know, enough about the cheeky mass department of transportation. Let's talk about the biggest May a couple we got. Literally a year ago-ish, Kate Bush was nominated. I didn't know her from anybody, except that we always had to see her on the list, and we always said she has no chance of getting in. And I wrote in my notes, I went back, I checked it out, and it said, Kate Bush is in the like the Judas Priest category of like the side door category of, like, that's their best chance of getting in. And then the people who made Stranger Things were like, you know what song would be really cool? Running Up That Hill or whatever the hell it's called. And the, the second that song blew up this winter... Everybody knew that instead of us getting Janet Jackson and others into this Hall of Fame, we reverse jinxed Kate Bush into the Hall of Fame. So actually, Kate Bush, I'm not going to apologize. You're welcome. You are welcome. I reverse jinxed you. Can we have the crack research team go back and pull some tape from that episode? Because I think, you know, I'm not going to say that I was like railing for her to get in, but... I think I would say that she was uh, very good and it might be just a slight outsider. Yeah. Um, I'd like to be heralded for that mild, lukewarm take. Yeah, I mean, you were definitely the most positive about her. Um, 
And then, of course, the rest of the world decided to agree with you. So here we are. Always a trendsetter, Ken. Course, hey, you, you helped Janet Jackson get in the Hall of Fame. So they can never take that away from you or us on this show. And then she refused to perform. Which was a letdown from 2020 or 19 or 21 or whatever year it was. Roscoe, any thoughts on Kate Bush besides that she, she totally middle-fingered all of us and, and just said, I'm going in, guns blazing? No, I don't know anything about Kate Bush. I don't even know that song because I've never seen that show. I haven't either. I just heard about it. Uh, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of it. And I, didn't we uh, Didn't we also, like, I feel like last year we even predicted that she was going to get in this year, didn't we? I feel like we, I feel like we, we said, like, the popularity of the song was going to, like, you know. Well, no, it hadn't happened yet, though. I, what? I don't think it had happened yet. I yeah. think no. I think we were. I don't. I think Dan was saying. I think she got a lot of votes. Last year, right? No, no. It got popular in between. Oh, it, it did. It literally blew up like after last year's Hall of Fame and before this year's. Oh. It was almost like planned, you know. So, what a nightmare. But anyway, um, so Kate Bush is still haven't. Not- Roscoe, you still haven't like kind of just dabbled in the Kate Bush pool just to see what's what's doing over there? Yeah, I think I did last year. I think I have heard that song that we're talking about. I, yes, I think I've dabbled in the Kate Bush pool. I, I feel like what I've said before, or I feel like Kate Bush is one of those artists that I think is good at what she does. It's just what she does is not appealing to me. I think you might have said that last year, and I think I might have said last year, I don't even think she's good at what she does, and it's definitely not appealing to me. I mean, that one song is kind of okay, and the rest of them are garbage, like Wuthering Heights or whatever it's called. Oh, gross. Over, oh, come on, this woman's work? Better by, baby soundtrack? Come on. better by D'Angelo or Maxwell or whoever it was. Yeah. But anyway, I, I get it. Uh, we play, we spent more than enough time on saying we're not sorry that we're sorry that we're not sorry for Kate Bush. God, Cheryl Crow got in. Uh, I think th- at this point we're letting everybody in. At this point, I mean, we let in 14 people, and I do think we're going to be mad about some people who didn't get in. And I definitely think Cheryl Crow took someone's spot. I think it's all on longevity for her. There's never been a song. I mean, in the 90s. When it came out, I enjoyed Leaving Las Vegas, the song. Sure. I thought it was a nice little tune. Since then, she hasn't put out one song that really connected with me. Oh, you know, you're not the demo. Wildly interesting. Um, But she has been doing it for like 25 years. And every five years, she has a top 10 hit somehow. And then I'm always like, that's curious. That's weird. Oh, now she's dating Kid Rock. That's weird. And they made a song. Got like, none of it's really good, but it's just been out and relatively popular for so long. How so, much she dated Kid Rock and Lance Armstrong? Like a, two guys who couldn't have gone to a worse spot from their zenith to their abyss. Interesting Maybe. life stories on those two guys. She's like a Kardashian. Yeah, she's Kardashian. like a... Pop, people, yeah. They just go into a tailspin. Right, and then she gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, Lance is disgraced. Kid Rock's, you know, MAGA only. It's, it's, it's she's, she, sucks, she, she sucks their power, and she's now in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying anything negative about Cheryl Crow, then. She's, okay, she's a Hall of Famer, well-deserved. Oh, look at that. Indeed. I've turned, I changed my tune as well. She didn't, she got in because she deserves it. Roscoe P. Any Cheryl Crow thoughts? I wonder if Kid Rock will come for the induction ceremony so he can duke it out with Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that's a great take. 
Guys, how excited? How exci- I'm going to tell, tell you what. This and, and you're going to think I'm making this up because of how this has turned out. But when we had, I don't know what your uh, intro was tonight, but we have been planning to do this podcast for about two months or so now. At least, right? yeah. So when when I was, I think whatever whatever it was when we were close to doing this the last time, and I actually like prepared some thoughts. Um, I, I was prepared to come in to. I, I had a surprise pick. We all, we all, you know, we vote, right? And we, and we say who we voted for. I think four of my votes were very obvious. And, and if you could probably guess who four of the acts I voted for were, um, and I'm sure we'll get to all of them. But my fifth vote, and you're not going to believe me, was Cheryl Crow. Wow. And I, I think when you, when you think about it, I mean, Cheryl Crow has got jams. Yeah. Absolute jams. Absolute jam, and, and I think that's all. Selling phone jams. Oh, jam! Like way more jams than Kate Bush has. Definitely, definitely more than that. It's a deeper pool for sure. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to find her like her awards here. So I mean, we've got you know she's won a. I mean, where are the Grammys? She's done well. I mean, let's be honest. She's done very well for herself. She's won. Yeah, she's won uh, three, five, eight Grammy, nine Grammys. Um, Billboard Music Award, been nominated for Country Music Awards, uh, BMI Awards, American Music Award three times. So yeah, I mean she's, I mean she's got uh, jams, and I think was like weirdly one of those acts that she has kind of a a singular sound in a genre that's not really that original. If you know what I mean, like it's not like Rage Against the Machine who like kind of invented a thing. Yeah. They're the ones who do it. Like Cheryl Crow didn't really invent anything, but I don't know. I feel like she's she's entirely recognizable. Like a Cheryl Crow song comes on, you recognize it immediately, right? I mean, like there's um, there's certainly something to be said for that. So yeah, I, I'm I'm all in on, on Cheryl Crow. I was a little surprised to see that she made it, but um, she got one of my votes, so I'm I'm all in. What's can you just cite one of your favorite Cheryl Crow jams? My favorite Cheryl Crow jam is my favorite mistake. Oh. Okay, so you really are in on this. Yeah. Okay. That, I would say that is that is my favorite. There's others that I that I uh, that I enjoy, but that is my favorite. I will I will say that. Are you a big strong enough guy, Roscoe? Um, I don't know if I'd put that in the top five. <laughs> I tell you what, this is already very enlightening. Pod. This is a very enlightening pod. All her songs are embarrassing to admit you like. I feel like. Favorite mistake? Yes. She um, is our favorite mistake, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Cheryl. I'm, I'm surprised there's this much Cheryl Crow hate. No, I don't mind Cheryl Crow. I just didn't think she was a Rock Hall of Famer. That's all. I think we're just getting into, a, a again, an era, and we've all, we talk about this every year, where there are people we're more and more familiar with who I just don't think we thought were Hall of Famers of the moment, so how are they Hall of Famers forever? But that's probably what people think about, like, the ninth best hard rock band from the 70s when they got in 20 years ago. So, it, you know, I'm not against it. I just thought it was weird, but I, didn't, I forgot she was even nominated. Um, I think she's prolific and consistently per- commercially popular and mediocre. And uh, all those three things together can very easily... That'll get you in. That'll get you in. (laughs) Exactly. All right, let's talk about... Roscoe tipped the hand on Rage Against the Machine. 
I'm really excited for those guys. Uh, we've talked about them in previous years. They invented a genre of music. Um, their message has become, once again, incredibly relevant relative to anti-fascism and other social justice type context and uh, content. But uh, again, I'm really excited because they're actually back now, right? Like they play again with, with Zach and the whole band, right? So we're going to get, in theory, a real Rage Against the Machine performance, correct? I would assume so. I, I will say, I mean, that's I've been advocating for Rage Against the Machine to get into the Hall of Fame since we've started doing you know, talking about it on this podcast. I will say I am shocked that they got in. Um, not on the merits. I've talked about their merits for getting in. I just thought they would never get in. I just thought there was, you know too political or they're worried about what they're going to say at the ceremony or for right. whatever reason it seemed like they the uh the rock call did not want them um so that was by far my my most pleasant uh, i really wasn't it was the only one that i was surprised by maybe the well, I don't know, the spinner is a little surprising maybe but um, yeah but um <laughs> but I, I i was shocked by rage against the machine I, I i really did not think they were ever going to get in I'm, I'm thrilled that they did it is certainly um very well deserved for all the reasons you just said and and yes i expect that the original four members will, will play they are back and, and playing and um and i think they'll be great yeah i'll be good I stuff think, go ahead Dan. i was worried that uh they might just like turn down the offer you know mm -hmm. given their but it sounds like they're they said something like they were pleasant they were surprised to be it sounds like they're game for performing too which would be really cool yeah and to your point roscoe the they, they you, not only they they invented a genre genre, um, but ever and that took that took over for years afterwards five six seven years it was like a big thing this whole turned into what they called new metal morphed into that but like everybody who came after Rage Against the Machine tried to copy them their music does not hold up at all Damn. aged poorly and Rage's music still holds up now in my opinion at least. Also, the irony of like their their music was so good that the people they were singing about in a negative way were huge fans of them until they realized, oh, they're negatively talking about me. Uh, still good for those guys, you know what I mean? Uh, genius. They're just, I mean, literally, there's a lot of genius in that band. I mean, obviously, virtuoso guitar, uh, incredibly insightful, and you know the the delivery of Zach De La Roca. I mean, all of it, wonderful. So, yeah, it's great to see them in. Yeah. Also, Roscoe, let's. I'm gonna give you first crack. I mean, how are we feeling about Soundgarden and your guy Chris Cornell being a Hall of Famer via Soundgarden? I mean, obviously a no-brainer, but finally, in my opinion. Well, they didn't get in. Yeah, I did. No, I don't think they did. Oh, Soundgarden did. did oh, I'm did. looking at the nominees. My God. Okay, this is good news. Thank you. Wow. Well, <laughs> we're gonna leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me how I felt about them not getting in. Yes. How do you feel about them not getting in? They just snuck in the back door. Is that, is that what you meant? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, nobody's in. They're not in. I, didn't, I, read, I read it wrong. I apologize. <laughs> so how about that? They, they uh, how about that sound garden snubbed again? Yeah, but let's go to our first snub of the day. I think that's great. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I did not expect them to get in. That I, I voted for them. I love Soundgarden. I, I did not think they would get in. I just think this. We haven't mentioned it yet, but this was, I think, a really jam-packed class of nominees where you can really make a strong case for everybody. I, I didn't think they'd get in. I think hopefully their time is coming. Um, but um, I think they are a Hall of Fame. 
been, but I, I'm not. I'm not like upset that they didn't get in. I didn't expect it. Um, See, I didn't either. This is unbelievable. I I literally had the wrong article. This is unbelievable. I apologize. Wow, I wasn't I wasn't effing with you on purpose. Were you looking at like the list of the all the nominees, like the fourteen? I, nominees? I was, but the problem was that I actually had Googled something else, and I must have clicked a hyperlink, and then it took me to the nominees, which this makes a lot more sense. How about I guess right on two people that actually got in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been doing this the whole time. Yeah, I've been screwed up the whole time. I was like three for three or something, and then that's incredible. Yeah, it's actually better than better than I got. I was like, oh yeah, we're just. Oh, okay. So let me, yeah, I'm going to familiarize myself. Well, the thing is, I yeah, just had the spinners, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the spinners are on this list. Okay. Yeah. Well, right in front of me, I do have both the list of those who yeah. got in and the list of everyone who was nominated. I now, I now also, I all also have those. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. So, wow. Okay, well, we got really lucky there at the beginning of the show, and we get to, you know, yes. we get to see that the host was, as I said at the beginning, I did say in the pre the pre-show, uh, there's no way you guys can be less prepared than I am. And we've proven it. We have proven it. So here we go. High level preparation. Yes. Um, all right. So, wow. Okay. So the good news is I am excited about some of the other people that did get in. However, yeah, I'm bummed that. I was actually really excited to hear you be excited about one of your heroes, Chris Cornell, getting in because I'm an idiot. And now not only do I feel bad about it, but I didn't think they were going to get in either. But then I had this moment where I was like, oh, my God, they let him in. And they stick. Yeah. They, they will eventually get in. They are going to get in, and he's going to get in. He will get in. Yeah, this, this was Rage's fourth time, I think, not getting nominated, and that kind of uh, that is totally fine. They weren't going to put in Soundgarden and Rage in the same six-person class, although that would have been a really cool jam session at the end uh, of the concert. But you know, that was never going to happen. So I, I think they're lined up at one of the next two classes. I'm sure. Yeah, I hope so. I really do hope so. But sorry about that. That's my bad to everybody, including, I mean, I mean, all the Soundgarden fam. My bad. Well, yeah, I was gonna say mostly the members of Soundgarden. That's who you should be uh, apologizing to. Well, let's begin to existence. We, even when we don't want people to get into the Hall of Fame, they get in. I'm looking at you, Kate Bush. So the bottom yeah, line is, we got Kate Bush in. We got know, Janet Jackson in. Yep, got a lot of people in. All right. So wow. Okay. Well, Missy Elliott's in, and that's super exciting. That is super yeah. exciting. Dan's not excited. Okay, Dan, you go first. I mean, this was the first year she was eligible. Yeah, first ballot. First ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, she had a couple really good songs between like 97 and 99. And, you know, uh, I was was the one I was probably most shocked about. Shocked because you... Because you think musically she's not close, or shocked because you didn't think the voting and uh, foundation would vote for her in or both? I, I I don't think that she she was really hot for like a two year period. Was it more than two though? I mean, she was uber hot for two for sure. But she's got like five million followers on Instagram. I know because I I tagged her in a Money Monday recently. Listen, she's cool. She can produce. She's a triple threat. She had some really good songs. She wrote. Her music, I think, too. Yeah. Um, but, it, and she was unique in it. But I don't know. I I don't know. First ballot Hall of Famer, when there's, especially when there's some other people in that specific genre that are still waiting to get in, um, especially from this class. Well, was there a female f- solo artist, ra- like rapper, and she's the first one? So she's the pioneer. Yeah, she's the so, I mean, so I get, you got to think they went with the pioneer on that one, you know, in terms of other people not being in. I mean, 
Just all the dudes are in. Come on, shouldn't Queen Latifah be ahead of Missy Elliott? I think Queen Latifah's hurt hurt her musical legacy as a CBS, kind of like Ice T has, has done. You know, like I feel like LL could pull it off more, but LL even got into the side door category. So it's like once you start doing Special Victims Unit, SVU, whatever, it's kind of like you're not you're no longer a rock and roller. You're you're an actor. I don't know. I think Queen, I think Queen Latifah might have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ice-T's playing a cop and the guy was in a band called Body Count that their famous song was literally titled Cop Killer. I mean, that's... My man made a 180 choice, which kind of hurts your cred as a rapper. Not that Ice-T is at the level of Queen Latifah, of course, but I think Missy, to Dan's point, the dancing, the singing, the writing, you know. It's cool that she's the first uh, solo female hip-hop artist, Dan. That's a good one. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think she she is to my I believe that is correct. She's the first female rapper in the Hall of Fame, and and I think I am I know the Rock Hall did not do this, but if they said like this is the year we have to put a female rapper in the Hall of Fame, who do you pick? Like it's her. She she is the best. Missy Elliott is the best female rap artist of all time. I think the only uh, I'm not really big on Queen Latifah. I don't I actually don't think she was that good. Uh, I mean, I appreciate her her position as a pioneer and a, and a and a leader in her time. But I mean, you compare the music like Missy Elliott's music is on a completely different level from Queen Latifah's. The only other possible name I could I could uh, accept would be Lauren Hill, um, who is you know a little bit different type. She's not eligible yet. Uh, yeah. She's not eligible yet. So um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I Missy Elliott I think is very deserving. Um, I also voted for her. I was not surprised to see her get in actually. Roscoe, um, you like you've been gambling and you're like you're on it now, man. You're the handicapper of this now. This is good. I'll tell you what, I was about to say, like, if I had to if I was going to bet on two people to get in, I would have bet on Kate Bush and Willie Nelson. Those those would have been my, my top two bet. Like I I did I did not vote for either of them. I'm not into but just guessing like who was going to get in? Pick two names. I would have picked Kate Bush and Willie Nelson, who both got in. So maybe I maybe I am a Hall of Fame uh, handicapper. But yeah, no, I I think Missy Elliott is very deserving. I think I think to talk about Missy Elliott's music, you can't really talk about her without Timbaland. True. And his and his impact and all the production that he did, and really like shaping her sound. I'm sure she will talk about him, and I'm sure he will perform with. I'm hoping he will perform with her, be be part of that somehow. But. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Missy Elliott and I'm all for her being in the Hall of Fame. I think it's a great choice. Oh, I get it. She like, hasn't done anything, though, in like 25 years. Yeah, but like she did a lot. Years. I mean, you know. She well, did, she got a lot George, done. Right? George Michael's dead. He got in. So, I mean, you know, he had nothing either. But he, he had a hot streak for a good decade. And then he was, a influ- he was in the... He was in the lexicon for like out in the public after that too. Touring, like I feel like Missy Elliott did her thing for five, like maybe like a five year period, and a couple great albums, and then just sort of dipped. She she just put it. She just had a song like last year, right? I'm gonna look it up. She still got stuff. Guys, while we're looking that up, um, Willie Nelson got in, and listen, Dolly Parton's got in last year. Uh, country folks are getting in. That's totally fine. Willie, I mean, Willie's, Willie's a legend. Willie's Americana. The fact that he yeah. wasn't already in is wild, actually, I think. Yeah, like, kind of surprising he wasn't already in, right? Nobody doesn't like him. Uh, like, to Roscoe's point, that was the most obvious 
Sure. Yeah, like a universal approval years. rating, right? Like the guy, every guy, people love him. Yeah. Uh, he's 90 years old, by the way. That's crazy. That is so crazy. 90 years old. He should have been in, in like one of the first five classes. Yeah, he's been eligible for like 30 yeah. years. For 50 years? Yeah. <laughs> the entire length of the whole thing. I mean, like, when, honestly, when did he break? Like, when did he come out? How old was he? Because let's say he was even 30. That was 60 oh. years ago. <laughs> And he probably broke earlier. You know, he probably broke in his 20s. Um, Willie Nelson, his first record was 1956. So there you go. So he's double eligible. Like, he's basically been... Are we we going on 70 years ago? Is that what that is? Yeah, he's been... Yeah, Mike... Yeah, he's just a couple years shy of 70, right? 63? 73? Sorry, 67? 67. He's been, yeah. he's 67 years out into the biz. So he's, yeah, he's universal. I uh, can't say enough good things about the guy, despite the fact that I really got into my head, couldn't name five of his songs, but I think I'm sure I know like 20 of them. Just, Dan, you got any Willie Nelson action there? You got any Willie Nelson music songs in front of you? <laughs> I mean, always on my mind is the one that I Of course. It's a super, that's, 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 he's, that's, he's, he's, the thing is, he's put out. 40 albums of stuff and some of its covers, some of its re like he's got 10,000 songs out yeah. there. Um, and he's covered everybody. Everybody's covered him. He's, he's just sort of nationally, like internationally known, um, with and without the microphone, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's transcends. Um, all right. So we, we got Kate Bush. We got, we got pretty much everybody except for the spinners. Will somebody remind me which, one microphone, four dudes group. The spinners was. Well, you didn't. You didn't say George Michael. I mean, well, I want, I'm saving. I'm saving George Michael. Michael. I want to save George Michael. Yeah. yeah. Um, the spinners are. Um, hey, put me on the spot here. Aren't they? I, I'll be around. They're from Philly, aren't they? I believe so. Oh, I think that is right. Actually, hold on. I'm gonna find a lot of those groups came out of Philly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be around. It's a shame. Oh, great song. Um, which actually was sampled by uh, Moni Love, right? Qu- uh, Quinny yeah. and Moni, Moni Love. That's right. I was going to say that she should have been the first hip hop, uh, the first rapper. Uh, Moni Love? Rapper inducted. Moni False. Love. That's your, Moni Love erasure. I'm not here for it. False. Um, the, the Rubber Band Man is a spinner's too, and that's a really good That's one. a good you jam. Yep. If you, yeah. If you play that, you know that. Those are those are their three biggest ones. It's a shame the rubber band man. I'll be around. I mean, those are those are three. Those are three solid jams. And I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't know what other kind of again we'll call them a kind of a duop type groups or you know, uh, you know again four guys one mic. Motown-ish. Motown-ish. Yeah, Motownish, Motown adjacent, Motown Philly, if you will. Uh, coined later, of course, by Michael Bivens. But you know, those are great songs. I don't know I'm who else is in. That's a great song. Oh, can't believe I'm falling in love. That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. They got some jams. All right. So you know what? I'm 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 co-signing it now. My problem is, are those dudes still alive? Or are we on like the grandson's friends, buddies? You know, like a, teacher who can sing is in the band now. Like the like the Temptations tour, and there's zero original members in the Temptations. Yeah. Like I saw the Drifters the one last time, and member, I think, died uh, in my in my deep research. The last original member uh, died in '08, I think. But there's they still toured with various versions of and clones of people. Yeah. All right, so we're not going to see the actual spinners. No. Okay, well, that's too bad. Maybe we'll get a cool tribute though. Maybe we'll get a cool tribute. 
like not from the cover spinners, but like from famous right, people yeah, singing covers. Like, yeah, like famous artists yeah. singing Spinner's songs. That'd be cool. Spinner's cool. is a good name for a band, by the way. It is very good, yeah. Um, especially because obviously records were ubiquitous at the time they came out, and right. they were spinning. All right, so let's go to the special category list real quick. Yeah, I want to jump in on that. All right, so we got Ch- Chaka Khan is. Wait. So help me yeah, out here. Got the, got the musical excellence award. All right, so Chaka Khan's so in technically. Technically in, right? But not as a performer. This they did this last year with. Who did they do it with? Iron Maiden. LL Cool J. I think they do it with LL Cool J. Oh, a few LL years LL ago, LL yeah, two years ago, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Furious about this. That she's about not Shaka in Khan? as a performer. Chaka Khan, not in as a performer, but in this like influencer uh, side door. That was BS. Especially if talking about like, listen, I am for Kate Bush being in the Hall of Fame. I like it, but Chaka Khan has been doing it longer and better. Um, and same, Michelle Crow has been doing it a super long time. But, but I feel like Chaka Khan hit heights and was always cooler um, than anything Cheryl Crow's ever done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, makes me I'm a little upset that she's getting the back seat over here. Yeah, that's right. I was just trying to make sure that they weren't saying that instrumentals producer Al Cooper here in the article is like the one who got in instead of Chaka Khan. Like, was he, but that's the day they just wrote. They just wrote it funny in Variety. Um, Chaka Khan getting something is better than nothing, but it is. It's, it's baloney. You know, it's like it's you know it's, it's you, I forget who we had last year that we felt bad about, but it's 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 it's, it's borderline as egregious as LL Cool J, if not more. So it's egregious. I agree. All right, so I feel like they, they, they couldn't sit back and like have her rejected one more time. So I think she's she's been nominated a million times, times now. right? And, and with Rufus, without Rufus, yeah, yeah. If, if it doesn't happen for now, then this could be. It might be a while. So I think maybe they decided it's like a half measure to put her in as an influencer, the musical influencer, or uh, what was. It? Excellence Award, yeah. A musical excellence award, which you could give to anybody. That's a very, uh, um, I don't know, it's got to be a little bittersweet for her. I'm sure she's a prideful woman. Uh, and, you know, and I, I don't think this allows her to perform, or at least if I were her and I wasn't nom- I wasn't nominated or put in as a performer, I wouldn't perform the thing. I don't think she should. Right. And so, by the way, Bernie Toppin, the lyricist, that's Elton John's lyricist, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, songwriting partner. But so that's kind of the difference, though. It's like, and the other guy who got it, Al Cooper, is an instrumentalist producer. It's like, you've got guys who were good at a part of the thing. Chaka Khan is a performer. So she was musically excellent. I'm just not really sure what we're doing here. I would honestly feel better about putting her in the the musical influence division with, with DJ Cool Herc, you know, and Link Ray, who I don't know. Um, Got to give it up for Don Cornelius, by the way, get, of Soul Train, getting the, uh, uh, the Ahmed Ertigan award. That. That's a perfect usage of that award, too. Yes. Like, like, getting him in that way, I love that. Don Cornelius deserved to be in as what he was, which was like a, again, a, you know, a, a proprietor slash, uh, you know, really a salesperson. He was the host of Soul Train. He was getting the hits out there to the people and looking good doing it. I mean, good for Don Cornelius. So there's some feel-goods and some not-so-feel-goods. So, uh... Anybody else mad about any of these categories? Because I want to get into who didn't get in that. Now that I go back to my original list. Well, yeah, I, well, I'm not mad. Well, actually, I, I agree. I wasn't mad, but Dan has, has sparked my outrage about Shock and Con. I, I think Dan is right there. Um, Thank you. Is, 
it, it was I was thinking of uh, Judas Priest last year got this musical yes oh okay yeah local J Priest so it seems to be like they're taking these bands who keep or acts who keep getting nominated or they just don't want to put in for whatever reason and they give them this musical excellence award so like they're in but not as performers it's like a backdoor to, to get them in or whatever but yeah no, I, I I share your Shaka Khan outrage I I'm wondering, I, at first I was like happy to see her included but you're right she should have been in as a performer um and, and this kind of like backdoor uh nonsense is is uh a little a little disappointing i i did want to comment on dj cool Herc. nice um because this is we are this year celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop that's cool makes um, sense he's in that's that's why he was included this year he is um in many ways considered like the the one of the fathers if not the father of, of hip-hop music he was the first to um use the uh, the break like take the the break beats from from funk record the yeah. isolated drum parts and then go back and forth on the two turntables like emulating what, what disco djs used to do but doing it in a way where he, he would isolate those break beats which became the foundation for you know, for, for hip hop music. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was that was cool to see uh, one of the a, a guy whose whose name a lot of people might not know, even fans of hip hop might not know. But one of the without DJ Cool Earth, there would not be hip hop the way that we known it and, and have known it. So I thought that was um, that's a cool uh, recognition for him uh, here in the in the year we celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop. What does the musical excellence wing of the Hall of Fame look like? I wonder. Yeah. Is like, there, how is it? How is this recognized at the actual museum? I'm gonna tell you I what. If I had more free time, I'd say we should do a field trip. But yeah, I was gonna say we need a team. We need a podcast field trip. We'll just all meet up in Cleveland and might have to do it. Can I just say, since it came up, I actually I lived in Ohio for a year. And I did not go to either the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Huh. Like, how was that possible? I guess that I wasn't there a full year. I lived there for like 10 months. But you were like an anti-Hall of Fame guy. Did not go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I couldn't tell you why. It's, it's so embarrassing. I have been... a live pod from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right in front of the, right in front of the Don Cornelius exhibit. We're yeah, doing it. The Shaka Khan uh, statue and the musical excellence. Oh, we're taking to the streets for Shaka Khan. For I'll tell you what, I'm not, I was going to say we, we kind of got Shaka Khan in, but like we didn't get her in far enough, so we, we're going to the Hall of Fame and we're going to get her in the main wing. I mean, that's just what has to happen. It's what has to happen. I mean, I, hey, we got to stand somebody. We got to stand Shaka Khan. That's it. Um, speaking of people we stand, let's flip it over. Let's flip it over to people who didn't get in, including Soundgarden. Wait, real quick, before <laughs> we way. Soundgarden, did we give uh, George Michael his due? I'm gonna say, what, what are we doing with George? Why are you not talking about George Michael? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it would be nice. All right. Uh, yeah, George Michael is an absolute superstar. This is a no-brainer. Um, Great he, buns. Great buns. Here's the thing. You're in, we're in Wham!, it's a duo. When my brain used to function at a higher level in terms of recall, I did know the guy's name, and it was also in Wham, Andy something. 
Yeah, Andrew. Oh God, I don't want to look it up. I want to. But here's the thing, Whitworth, Andrew say, Whitworth. I think it's like Andrew Whitworth or whatever. But up. here's the thing: you were so good in a duet that they literally. It was like when Shawn Michaels kicked Marty Jannetty through the glass of the barber shop. It's <laughs> like we are done, guys. We are friggin' done, and I'm gonna go be a solo artist, and you're not gonna be diddly poo to quote Jim Mora. We can't even win a game. Playoffs. Yeah, George Michael is a. I mean, he's not even my favorite artist that got in, but like. If we're letting in people like like ranging from Cheryl Crow to Willie Nelson, we're definitely letting in someone like George Michael, and we're feeling good about it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, uh, he, he was really cool, and I think he touched on a lot of different genres, a lot of different groups of people liked him, liked his music, and it does hold up still again. And he could a do a lot of different stuff, right? I mean, if you think about there was – yeah, like the arc of his, you know, the, the different production values, the different styles of his different records. He, he did a lot of different stuff. Yeah, he was an icon for the second half of his career for, like, the LGBT community. Yep. The first half of his career, we all thought he was an absolute lady killer. Uh, Little did we know. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he was pretty cool all the entire way. Uh, yeah, I think he had some, some run-ins with some drugs and such that... Uh, might have gotten in some trouble in a park. That hasn't uh, kept anybody out of the Hall of Fame before, and certainly not going to yeah, start with George yeah, Michael. It's, it's a check in the positive column, as far as I'm concerned. It's a rock and roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Show me that you rock and roll. Okay, cool. Uh, the yeah, the only the only downside to, to George Michael is that unfortunately he helps uh, new metal losers Limp Bizkit get mainstream uh, with faith. That was it. That's not his fault. No, 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 of course not. It's just, it's just, it's just too bad. But uh, no, it's, he just cast a check for that. You know, that's a good point. Hopefully he did. Hopefully he got paid. So yeah, George Michael saved the best for last, in my opinion, in terms of like a very unique solo artist. Uh, where it's tough for solo artists to really stand out in terms of, oh, how is George Michael different than this guy or that guy? But he did. He put his own stamp on it. He's a supernova. Too big for Andrew Whitworth to hold on to. Uh, good for that. Yeah, he was in Wham, right? He was in Wham first, right? It might not be his last name. It might be Wadsworth. No, he is. No, it's not the guy. The guy from Wham, I looked it up. It's Andrew Ridgely. Yeah, Andrew Whitworth, exactly. Whitworth is the former, now retired former Rams left tackle. Wait, the guy from Wham is not the same guy that played for the Rams? It's not the guy who played left tackle for the Rams. I got to cancel him. Andrew Ridgely is the Marty Jannetty of pop music. Yes. Um, and then on their, I'm on their Wikipedia page here. Was Careless Whisper a Wham song? I didn't think, I thought that was a George Michael song. Oh, I did too. Put Wham in the Hall of Fame. That was going to be, like, that, was, that was Wham. Yeah, that was going to be one of my arguments for George Michael in, but that's a Wham song? Yeah, that's looks like it was. Wow. Well, he deserves it. And honestly, you can't discount his Wham stuff. In terms of like the longevity of hits, so you can try, but it's not going to. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I kind of want to explore this now. I don't, we don't have time, but this says on Wikipedia it says, um, "Killers Whisper" was released on the 1984 Wham album "Make It Big," the single release. So it's on a Wham album, but as a single, it was credited to either Wham featuring George Michael or just George Michael. So somehow this was on the on a Wham album, but was a George Michael single. It must have been right around the time when he got he got picked up to be his own yeah. guy. Yeah. Literally, that, literally, that's. Originally, had to see the writing on the wall at that point. He 
I was gonna say that song is the barbershop episode of when Shawn Michaels kicked Martinetti through a plate glass window. Like that song is that moment. That song is the heel turn slash the superstar rise of, in this case, George Michael. Wait, who's gonna induct George Michael? Andrew Ridgely? Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti show. <laughs> Sweet chin music. My Shawn Michaels, they ain't coming through that door. All right, that's is good stuff. So we got some people who didn't get in. Uh, Roscoe, I, I didn't think Tribe was going to get in. They weren't getting a lot of votes. It's, I mean, it's a Hall of Fame act in terms of originality, style. I know enough to convince Roscoe P of this. Uh, but are you bummed out, Roscoe P, or you've, you've kind of knew it wasn't going to be the deal since you're a handicapper of the Hall of Fame? I did not. No, I did not think they were going to get in. Um, I was just actually looking. It looks like George Michael won the fan vote. I, I meant to. Look oh. at so, so this now this is like my Dave. Matt, we're going to get into my Dave Matthews band argument. Right? They they actually had the the fan vote winner actually got in this year. Well, that's different. I know Christina Ricciardi will feel good about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what? Oh, Tribe. Yeah. I mean, look, Tribe is a Hall of Fame act. Um, a, I, I think. A hip hop act needed to go in. I think a hip hop act needs to go in every year. Sure, we're um, we're got fifty years of we got fifty years point, of. Uh, yeah. And certainly this year on the fiftieth anniversary, um, I have no. As I said, I have no beef with Missy Elliott. I don't. I don't. I, I think I said last year. There's no reason why there can only be one. Correct. Like, That's an issue. Like, you know, like there. It's not like I don't know why you can't have both Missy Elliott and a Tribe Called Quest going in, in the same year. But that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah, I. I I hope they get it at some point. They are, I think, the best or one of the top two or three hip hop groups ever, and and um, really did a lot with with uh, bringing the jazz elements into into hip hop, which was became the, the um, prevalent style for most of the '90s. And uh, talk about music that still holds up today. And then if if uh, the cherry on, on the Sunday is that their last album, which was half of it done after Five Dog died. Uh, is amazing that they could take that much time off. Yeah, and still do it. Album, deal with the death of one of their members and still put out this amazing album after all that time is is. Uh, was that the 2016 album they put yeah. out? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, was a big commercial and critical success. Probably what 25 years after their initial or 20 years. 20, 25, 25. They came out like in 90. Yeah. Well, the, the low end theory I think was 92. Uh, so they had one before. Yeah, that. people's was thinking yeah, travels was 90. I think. Like more like 30, I think. Yeah, closer to 30. And that's why I was shocked. Like, when I saw Missy Elliott, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe she has a chance down the line. But, like, Tribe had been nominated a couple of times. I feel like her, their highs were a little higher. I think they appealed to a broader audience, and they did it at a high level from beginning again for a much longer time than Missy Elliott did. Yeah. So that's why I was really shocked that, uh, that they still aren't it. It's inevitable. It has to be, but... Um, Right. Shot and Missy snuck in ahead of him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, how about White Stripes are a first-time nominee? Uh, no, I can't. I'm not. I can't. I actually forgot that they were nominated. Oh. It's fine. I, I, that's where I would have been wrong. I, I probably would have bet the White Stripes would have gotten in because I just feel not. I, I would. I don't want to see that. But <laughs> I just feel like I feel like Jack Jack White is like a Dave Grohl level, just like in with that crew of people like yeah. the people who love for the rock roll of fame love jack white I'm sure. right and that's right he's he's their wheelhouse yeah he'll go in as a with the musical influence award i bet jack white he may but, yeah, but white stripes they only had like the one album didn't they 
think two maybe. I did two. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't. They were kind of. They definitely were very popular for a minute. But then, obviously, there's only so much you can do. Like he started that Rock and Tears band, Rock and Tours band, because it was, you, you know, with a multi-piece band, you were actually able yeah. to do more stuff sonically. I mean, I think they were cool and that they were getting what they were getting out of their thing. But certainly that was kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I've heard people make the case that Meg White was the right drummer for, for White Stripes. And yeah, she was. It worked. But like you weren't going to pick up Meg White to be a drummer of any Rush. other band. Right. Or certainly of Rush, Dave yeah. Matthews Band, The Spanners. I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at the White Stripes. I think they were fine. No, they were great. I mean, all good. You know, I don't. I don't think they deserve to be in the conversation for a rock and roll band. Certainly not. How, for, certainly not on their first ballot either. Uh, yeah. You know. So that's that. Warren Zevon didn't think he was going to get. In. I, I can see Zevon definitely getting in with the excellence or the influence at some point. I think Warren Zevon is an excellent. I mean, songwriter. I just don't know that. Like, he kind of got buried under the heap of all the other people that were kind of like him. In his era. I'm good. I'm starting to get a little upset. I feel like he, uh, I feel like he should have been in. And for all the arguments I use for the other, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because all the other arguments, I'm like, oh, the their commercial success or whatever, or their influence. Like he never had that. No, you know, but he's, but he's, know, he's always been below the radar guy, like an influencer. To your, yeah, like I feel like uh, to Roscoe likes to use this one. I'll steal it from you, man. It's like the, the people that you like like Warren Zevon, right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. and, and what, not like you, Dan, but like the people listening to this pod, or whatever, like. I guarantee if you don't know Warren Zevon and don't like Warren Zevon, the people who make music you like like Warren Zevon, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they, they put in much lesser, much less creative, much much, much less impactful people. Yeah. Uh, but they, nobody would have, if he got in, nobody would have been like, that's BS. Correct. You know, that, they would have been like, all right, that's fine. I get it. Um, or moved on. Who's the guy... That I reel about every year that I've never Todd Rundgren? Todd Rundgren. Oh, he's much better than Todd Rundgren. Still, never met anybody that ever enjoyed a Todd Rundgren album. Guys, wait, I got a minute for, I gotta gotta call a timeout on that one. Okay. I gotta give a shout out to my guy from Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. Originally, he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina now. Mark Thompson hits me out of the blue, like in the last four or five months, and said, I gotta tell you, you're kind of wrong on that Rundgren thing. <laughs> so shout out to my guy Mark and we talked about it offline but he's like I get what you're saying like Todd should keep his mouth shut because he's not Jimmy Page and he doesn't get to be the one that says who makes it and doesn't but he's like he was pretty good and I said well agree to disagree but I love you anyway you know it's so hard to disagree yeah but 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 what's, I, your, name, Todd? Or wait, what's your buddy's name Mark Mark you're a fool oh man he just made no, an enemy just, for life we have to have the Mark versus Dan O'Brien, Todd Rundgren debate on this podcast. We do. This has to, we do. This has to be a thing. All right, Mark, if you're, Mark, if you're, and the good part is Mark tends to listen to these much later, apparently. So, Mark, this is this is uh, the spring of 2023, May 4th. When you get this, it's time capsule. Uh, you and Dan will 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 have the debates on the merits of Todd Rundgren. Oh, here's the debate. Here, here's the debate. This is how it's going to go. Mark, you can go first. And you start playing your favorite Todd Rundgren selections, and Gavin can watch as the listeners tune out one by one by one within <laughs> 40 seconds. Well, Until he, it's just Mark and me laughing at Todd, Todd Rundgren. I like it. 
That's that's how you debate. So anyway, but we did have one person stick up for Todd Rundgren in the last three years. I I I think the only people left to to to, to touch on from nominee standpoint, and I've missed a lot already tonight, so I could be wrong. But our Joy Division slash New Order and Iron Maiden. Uh, let's start with Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden should be in if we're going to let in bands. I mean, Iron Maiden is. They didn't get in, did they? No, okay. I was gonna say you didn't. You, Cindy Lauper was also nominated. You didn't. You didn't. Ah, uh, guys. I mean, Cindy Lauper's not a Hall of Famer. I love her. She's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, in the eighties, it was like Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Cindy Lauper. Agreed. Like, like, and Cindy Lauper was like Captain Lou Albano's friend and was on WWE Superstars for some she reason. Was an icon of the eighties. Yes. And then, and then in the later part of the decade. Released, you know, time after time, and uh, yeah. you know, I mean, come on, those are classics. Oh, it's good stuff. But when you think about Michael Jackson and Madonna and she's not Prince, they're different. Uh, they're different. <laughs> they're different. So as far as we're no, no, everybody knowing household name. Yeah, you know, she was in their she was in their orbit for a few years, and then again, they all kicked her through the barbershop window like Marty Jannetty, <laughs> yeah, and went on to become like three of the biggest acts of all time. Um, despite a lot of challenges in their personal lives. So, I mean, like, you know, to say the least for some of them. So, um, the bottom line is... I didn't hear anything. Is that what we're calling them now? Did Michael Jackson have challenges? Well, I'm just trying to put them all under one umbrella, right? Like, I can't... I'm not going to put Madonna and Michael Jackson in the same category. So, I got to just say challenges ubiquitously. And, yeah, if you don't know about Michael Jackson, Google it. It's not good. I haven't heard a beep about this. What's not on the good. Bottom I'd like to hear more. <laughs> well, the good news is his sister got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thanks to us. Exactly. That's and all. She's on tour, and she's on tour this summer. Oh. If you, if you want to see the, the Hall of Fame performance you didn't see, you Wait, can go get So it. she's on tour like six years later, but she wouldn't perform at the friggin' thing on HBO? That's actually kind of baller. Wasn't she pregnant or she just had a baby or something? It was something about that, right? Wasn't that? She, she had a baby, like 50 something, with this, yeah. her husband's Saudi Sheikh or something from the Gulf. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think that was like the Hall of Fame induction was like two years past mm-hmm. when she had that baby. Um, well, if she's back on tour, she's back on tour. Good for her. All right. Yeah. So, uh, a lopper we talked about kind of just then, kind of. Uh, but yeah, no, they did like Joy Division New Order. I'm not surprised they didn't get in, but I think it was cool they were nominated. I would, I, I would be happy if they do get in down the line. That's a I fun, mean, that's a fun kind of subgenre of music to get in. I think. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't love them, but I, I definitely respect them. You know what I mean? And I actually, mm-hmm. I'll probably do a deep dive later because I remember a few of their jams, but I actually think that my tastes now would like them more than my taste when they were kind of like hot. Slip it into a mix this summer. And it will enhance the mix. And okay. that would be, yeah. Okay. See, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about Iron Maiden. Hey, I, I have a question for Dan because you seem to be more knowledgeable than us, than Gavin and I. But so, what do you think about? And I understand, I know the Joy Division New Order story, but aren't those, what do you think about them being included together? Like, aren't those. Technically, two different bands who did it's, it's basically the same band, but with a yeah, they they had made this decision that the, only the four of them could be Joy Division. So when the singer died, they couldn't be Joy Division anymore. So then they became New Order. But like, didn't they then become a different band? Like, no. like Rage, Rage Against the Machine didn't get inducted with Audio Slave, even though it's three of the same guys, right? Like, I, I don't know. It just 
It's either Joy Division and you don't get it, Roscoe. Joy Division and <laughs> It's a state of mind. It's a state of being, uh, you know. Split hairs because the original lead singer killed himself. I mean, I suppose I suppose you could argue that. Well, I didn't. I mean, I put that differently. I knew that was the case. I didn't want to, you know, bring up how he died. But um, I suppose you could argue that New Order was what Joy Division would have been if he did not die. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like it's it's. Like it's just, it just seems odd to combine them. I don't know. Well, it's probably their best shot at getting in. I remember when the faces, new faces, got in with Ronnie yeah, Wood. They did, right, they did it with the faces too. Yeah, and, and I will say, if you were to split them, neither of them individually have a shot. Right. Um, together, you're like, oh, that's an intriguing package. That's cool. So yeah, check out New Order. Yeah, they are great. Joy Division. Has, I'm pretty know, sure I like New Order a lot. Actually, I got. I'm, I'm going to hit some. I'm going to. Everybody listening. That often. That's why it's a good to put into a mix, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I like that song." Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like what I'm recalling here in the moment. Um, yeah. And then I. Re- I'm sorry. Was Iron Maiden Dan the band that you saw with three young ladies in the Philadelphia metro area? Accidentally. Yeah, with my now wife. I, I think as the only one on this podcast who has ever seen Iron Maiden live. Uh, yes. Great concert. Lovely concert members. They don't. They don't look lovely, but they were all very kind. Um, yep. I saw it with my now wife and her younger sister and her younger sister's friend. Um, and it was accidentally expecting to go into the Counting Crows live concert and walked into an Iron Maiden concert. Um, <laughs> Just one of the best stories of all time on this podcast. It is, it is a tremendous Still have a concert t-shirt in my basement. And Don't they didn't. And they didn't get in. And and they should based on that story alone. <laughs> I, that, the best part about the, that whole band is that story. I don't really care for the music. I'm not. I'm not unhappy that they're not in. I was kind of. I, I feel like they're still kind of a goof. Um, but it was a lovely show. It was great. It was a nice show. I, t- I remember this last year we talked about this, and I did a little deep dive. Iron Maiden has more jams than I. I mean, Iron Maiden is pretty good. They're really good at what they do. Like, they're really good good at what they do. And I think there is a tongue-in-cheek aspect to it. Like, there's a theatrical piece of it. But can they shred? Yeah. Like, they can friggin' play. Yeah, you know, I should should, take that back. They're not for me. Yeah. Um, But... I don't. I don't dislike what they do. I, I, I think they're really good at like it. They're like a quasi parody thrash metal, and that's like no one's doing that, and it's really good thrash, but it's also kind of like tongue in cheek. I think at this point it has to be right. right. At this the point, whole, it's definitely tongue in cheek. Right. It's not like Steel Panther. And all that. But whatever. I don't know. They have this whole cartoon thing. Well, I just know this. If they ever get in, we will definitely hit their exhibit at the Rock Hall because you've got history, man. You've got history. You know, it's Don Cornelius, it's Chaka Khan, and then it's hopefully one day, God willing, Iron Maiden. It's it's me and uh, pod correspondent uh, Daryl O'Brien's yes. one of our first dates was the, was an Iron Maiden concert, basically. Wow! So. And here you go. Yeah. And here you go. Well, <laughs> well, that's phenomenal. Uh, that's great. So I, we got through everybody. Is that that's true? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's actually a pretty good class. Um, I'm interested to see the performances. Anybody interested to see anybody perform specifically before we go? This year? Yeah. Oh, Rage. I want to see what Rage does and who, who inducts them. Yes. Maybe, uh, you know, I feel like I have no idea who's going to induct them because that, that means that uh, Zach and uh, Tom have to agree on who's going to induct them. And... I don't think they, it's not that they don't get along, but they have very different sensibilities. 
Yeah, I don't think they ever didn't get along. I think that the issue is that for a while, Zach just kind of lost interest in music and touring and didn't and didn't want to do it. And the rest of the guys did. And, you know, that's it became Audio Slave and Prophets right. of Rage and, and different things because he didn't want to do it. And then and then he did at some point. I'm, I'm not sure it's like bad blood there. I mean, he, Zach also signed off on all that stuff when they were touring, when, when Chuck D and Be Real were doing all yeah. that other part like he he signed off on all of that he just didn't want to do it they that was supposed to be the rage against the machine tour and zach was like no nah, i'm not going why don't you get chuck b i got revolutions to foment down in mexico right he's <laughs> what, Zapatistas. Zapatistas. yeah <laughs> tell you what, what is, characters I mean, yeah I'll, i want to see how they perform in, on the whole package when they show up i'm with you you guys think kate bush brings the house down or does she not no let's put her on first so we can forget about it no, put her on second. Yeah, put her on second. She'll, I think she'll do, I forget who did it last year, but we'll have some cool people come and duet with her on a couple of her two or three songs to make it a really good, to make it interesting. That's fair. Well, no one's ever going to open a show like Stevie Nicks. I'm just saying that right now. Now, do you guys, have you looked at who's eligible for the first time next year? No, you have it in front of you? I do. I do. Yeah, Give it to us. Give it to us. There's some interesting, Lauren Hill. Okay. I think that that could be a good one. Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> That'll be a popular Rolling Stone Incorporated pick, so. It will, yeah. but I'll, I'll pass. Here's one that I think will be divisive. Uh, Coldplay. Ooh, that and will be so, divisive. Pass. <laughs> and then Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera for the first time. I think Britney's a lock. Roscoe's gone off screen. In on both. Yes to both. <laughs> yes to both. <laughs> Yeah, why not? So they're, the, they're, they're the Pepsi and Coke tribe, of uh, that, that era, you know? Tribe, Soundgarden. That would have been a great class for uh, Shaka Khan to come in with. So go Shaka Khan, Tribe, Soundgarden, Brittany, Christina, and uh, that's good. That's a good class. Love it. It's a really good class. Well, Shaka's a, now, can Shaka still go in as a performer? I don't know, because I think that's kind of gets you off the list. I think it's like you're in, but you're not in. I, th I think that's what it is. Like, they don't want these people on the list anymore, so this is how they get them in. By the way, now, now they're in. Like, she's in the Hall of Fame. Would it even be a pod if we didn't say the word MC5 once? I mean, where the hell is poor MC5 this year? <laughs> Not even now. Justice for the MC5. Maybe maybe they'll come out with, uh, with Zach DeLaRocca. I think what I'm going to do, though, is now that MC5 has been left off the ballot entirely, I'm going to go all in on, I I'm now going to want MC5 in. I've been, like, their biggest detractor. <laughs> Screw it. I'm flipping it. I'm flipping tables. MC5, 2024. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough for the pod. You guys stick around for a minute. Great job, as always. Thank you for bailing me out of what was going to be a tragic mistake with the nominees list. Uh, good to see you both. I'm going to leave it there. Subscribe, rate, and review, for God's sakes, wherever you get your podcasts. And give uh, Drillin' Threes a follow on Instagram, too, because tomorrow's P-Funk Friday, and I'm excited okay. for the content. And actually, let's tomorrow's P-Funk Friday, and tomorrow's P-Funk Friday, which I have not recorded yet, I hope I can pull it off, will, I won't spoil it, but it will be Rock and Roll, it will be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame related. I will be featuring one of the artists in this year's class at tomorrow's P-Funk Friday. Well, that's a tease. All right, good stuff, boys. We'll leave it there. Everybody else, you're out of here. You guys stick around, catch up for a second.